is Team Talk. Appreciate you hanging out with us here as always. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti taking you up until 7 o'clock tonight. Of course, the countdown clock is on towards 7, towards Super Bowl Sunday. Allegiant Stadium looking forward to it. The Chiefs and the 49ers meeting again for the second time in four years. And joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline to help us get some of the early thoughts, build up the anticipation, some of the storylines around this game. Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. Glad to be joined by ESPN Chiefs reporter Adam Teicher with us here on Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So, Adam, first, let's just go back to some of the really big moments from the AFC Championship win in Baltimore, starting, of course, with the Legereus Sneed punching the ball out, Zay Flowers right at the goal line, one that really took a lot of the air out of that balloon. Anything that Baltimore might have been building up to that point, just, I mean, how special of a play was that? Is that something that, that Legereus Sneed has brought to the table all year? As, as somebody who sees him a lot more than we do, just talk about what went into that play for Legereus Sneed and how special that was. Yeah, it was really a, a big-time play. And, you know, his gift to the Chiefs this year has been not so much the big play, just the, just the every-down consistency. The Chiefs entrusted him um, most of the season with the, the opponent's number one receiver, and he's done a great job and uh, kind of an underappreciated guy maybe around the league but and, and by fans, but he's done a really nice job. But there, there hasn't been the, the signature moments. You know, there hasn't been the big interceptions or the forced fumbles or anything like that. But that was certainly one of them. I mean, that that's going to be one of the uh, plays in Chiefs that goes down in Chiefs history, particularly if the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl, because that was uh, you know one of those moments that uh, certainly you could say saved the, the game for the Chiefs. So um, yeah, it was a, a big time play by a big time player at the at the right moment. And certainly it benefited the Chiefs. But you've been covering this league a long time. I mean, you see how often. We try to dissect plays like that and yell about whether or not it should be changed. Should the rule change? Should the rule be changed? Is it good? And just kind of deal with the kind of thing. And and the NFL picks and chooses where they want to change rules because it's so consequential. But just that whole idea, we've seen it now a couple of times, both them involving Kansas City twice now in these playoffs of a ball being fumbled just shy of the goal line. So consequential, it ends up being a touchback going the other way. Do you see that as something that gets talked about in the offseason? No, I don't. I mean, everybody knows this is the rule, and that's kind of the um, uh, the risk, if you will. I mean, you you don't um, if you're not willing to take the consequences, don't stretch the ball out like Zay Flowers did, or like McCall Hardman did for the Chiefs the week before in Buffalo. You don't do those things unless you're willing to accept what happens. And uh, you know, both guys suffered the consequences. At least the Chiefs won in Buffalo a couple weeks ago, but um, the, the the Ravens couldn't overcome that. So I feel like as long as guys know the rules, no, uh, I, I, I don't think uh, it should be changed, and I don't think it will. I don't feel like there's a, a huge um, uproar about this, again, since guys know what the uh, consequences are. He's ESPN Chief Supporter Adam Teicher joining us here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, the team. One of the most impressive elements of that win for Kansas City, just for my money on the outside, was the way that some of those backups were able to come in and you wouldn't have necessarily known who was a starter and who wasn't. No Joe Tooney, no Willie Gay. Just talk about the guys that played in their spots and and stepping up in a big-time moment like that, Adam. 
Yeah, the, you know, the Chiefs um, did a really nice job um, building some depth. You know, they, um, they, they've got some guys they can bring off the bench to play well. You know, Nick Allegretti is a, you know, has started some games over the years. This is his fifth year with the Chiefs. He started a, a handful, a couple handfuls of games over the years, mostly a backup, but the Chiefs kind of look at him as starter quality. They, they think that they're getting a, a pretty good player um, when they put him in the lineup. And, uh, you know, he's not Joe Tooney, but that doesn't mean he can't be an effective player. And he played pretty well um, in Baltimore. And uh, the Chiefs used uh, Drew Tranquil to replace Willie Gay a lot. And, you know, Tranquil was a, a free agent signing. You know, everybody was kind of on the Chiefs as the season went on, or a lot of people were, about how they didn't sign a veteran wide receiver, whether it was Odell Beckham or, or DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster. The Chiefs took that, you know, they gambled a little bit on the uh, uh, development of some of their younger receivers. Now, that didn't happen, but at least the Chiefs used uh, their that money wisely. They uh, they spent it on defense, and Drew Tranquil was one of the guys, and he had to play a lot this year. Um, Nick Bolton, one of their other linebackers, missed a lot of the season. Um, Willie Gay missed some time earlier in the season, so they uh, you know, the Chiefs had some uh, uh, a need for a, an extra linebacker, and Drew Tranquil played really well for them this year, kind of one of their unsung heroes on defense, one of the reasons their defense has been so good. So, yeah, the Chiefs have done a nice job finding uh, young guys to, to fill in, and, and if you're looking for backups who made a big play, how about Deion Bush, who was, who was kind of a, a, a spare safety, he had to come in because Mike Edwards got hurt, one of their safeties. He made that interception in the end zone in the fourth quarter, so um, a lot to like from a lot of the guys who uh, had to play for the Chiefs, no doubt. And certainly another one of the reasons that defense so good Steve Spagnola defensive coordinator just continuing to impress week in and week out he 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 falls into that group of uh, really just everybody on this team where you think you look at this run that Kansas City is on with the AFC championships going to another Super Bowl and really you could do this with just about anybody on the team where you would think at some point other teams around the league would start to figure this out what stood out to you about Steve Spagnola and what he's done this year and just it seems like getting better and better with with that defense and knowing when to pick his spots and some of the play calling that he's making. Yeah, it's been a remarkable thing. Uh, you know, Chiefs have um, they're the youngest defense in the league by age. You know, they they um, um, a lot of young guys playing for them, but uh, it, it doesn't show. You know, they don't make young guy mistakes, and that's. Uh, I think you have to credit the coaching staff, and certainly Spagnolo is, is the leader there. Um, you know, he he's been a guy who's done a nice job. He he joined the Chiefs for their first Super Bowl win a few years ago, and um, so this is four out of five for him. And so he's done a nice job up until this year. You know, it, it's been a lost a little bit what he's done until this year, I think, because what the offense was doing, what Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense was doing, was just kind of blinding. I mean, it was, it, it just, it, it, it was so, um, you know, so unheard of to do this, these kinds of things that people didn't necessarily notice what the Chiefs were doing on the other side of the ball. But they, uh, they've been pretty good under him. But yeah, they, they have taken it to another level. They've got so many versatile guys on their defensive line and on the back end. They can do a lot of different things. And he can draw up a lot of blitzes. They've got a lot of people he feels comfortable going after the quarterback from the back end. So there's just a lot of things he can do. And um, he's not hesitate to go to them uh, at times where he feels like the Chiefs need him. Whether it's what's left of this cycle or looking ahead to next year, do we know if or how much interest Spags has in maybe getting into one of these coaching cycles? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 
you know, he really hasn't gotten a bite since he's been with the Chiefs. So I feel like his time has probably come and gone. You know, he was a head coach for a while. It's been several years now, but he was a head coach for three or four years with the Rams, and it didn't go very well. Now, that was during a real dark period for the Rams. I don't know that anybody would have succeeded um, with how they were running the show back then, but they've got some new people in charge now. So things are different, you know, with the Rams than they were when he was in charge. But I feel like his time has probably come and gone um, in terms of being a head coach in the NFL. We're talking to ESPN Chiefs reporter Adam Teicher here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Of course, now we're getting to the point now, Patrick Mahomes in his third Super Bowl in five years, and it's been this way since he was in and won the first one, but with every time he gets into the Super Bowl, Adam, it certainly ramps up more and more with the comparisons between him and, and Tom Brady. Do you, uh, it, 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 it might be too early just because of how long and how many decades that covered with New England, but are, are you seeing anything that we could maybe point to as the Chiefs' way for just how they keep doing this, and especially this year? I mean, it's easy to to look at, oh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again, but they face some adversity over the course of the regular season, but same old Chiefs come playoff time. Is, is there anything that you're seeing where you can point at and just this is what has this team on another level that nobody else can replicate right now? Well, you know, a lot of it has to do with Mahomes himself. You know, he, he's just so... It, it, it's remarkable how he plays at this level just about every week. And, you know, there have been a couple games this year where he wasn't very good. And But it's easy to look at his stats uh, this year and conclude that he didn't have a very good year. Well, I, I don't think there's a guy who saw every one of those plays this year in person. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think he did play well, and and um, he was affected, no doubt, by a lot of the problems going on around him. I mean, he was affected by it. But I, I think a lot of you can point to a lot of what happened this year and and say, well, you know what? That's really not on him. That was more of a, a, a cause and effect uh, uh, of things going on elsewhere with the receivers dropping the ball, with all the offensive penalties, with a lot of their young receivers not developing like the way the Chiefs hoped outside of Rashi Rice. So there were a lot of things going on, but he, he he's kind of their cheat code a little bit. And, you know, I said this earlier, and it, it, it's true. Um, a lot of what he does is so good that it blinds you to a lot of the other good things going on with the Chiefs. And uh, you know, there, there's just so much other things they do. I, I don't think you can o- overlook how well Travis Kelsey played last week. You know, I was on the, my radio show here today and talking about was this the greatest game Travis Kelsey's ever had? And you know, certainly numbers wise, he's played. He's had bigger games. There's no doubt, but. You take all the things into consideration, you know, the stakes of this game and, and how much the Chiefs needed him and um, uh, he, the energy he brought and all these other things. You know, he's another guy who I think kind of gets overlooked from time to time. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about Steve Spagnuolo and the good things he's doing on defense. You know, Jerry Sneed wasn't picked for the Pro Bowl or for All-Pro. And I, I know there's a lot of people around the league who, who think that he was really deserving of that, that he played that to that level this year. But it just it isn't noticed. So they've got a lot of little things going on that um, are, are really uh, add up to something big in terms of how much um, they're helping the Chiefs right now. He's ESPN Chiefs reporter Adam Teicher. You wrote a piece yesterday for ESPN.com, and I, I encourage everybody to go check it out because it's really easy to ju- jump to conclusions, but there's always so much that goes into 
a story like this. But you wrote the piece yesterday, Adam. Chiefs Andy Reid says Kadarius Tony injury not made up. What has been going on just on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis since, I mean, we all know what happened uh, in uh, against Buffalo in the regular season, that whole situation at the end of that game, and Kadarius Tony's been inactive during the playoffs. W- what's been going on just as far as the relationship and just where things are at right now and what the future might hold for Kadarius Tony in Kansas City? Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 really kind of deteriorated. Um, you know, he he's deflected two easily catchable balls to opponents this year for interceptions, and one of them was returned for a touchdown. That was in the opening game against Detroit, and the Chiefs ended up losing by one point. So that was an easily winnable game for the Chiefs. That. Um, with Tony, um, you know, he, he had the big mistake, and then he had the big mistake, as you mentioned, against Buffalo in the uh, regular season. So, uh, you know, it's 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 been a weird year for him, and um, you know, that that was sort of a, a crazy rant that he went on there. And uh, you know, I I don't uh, know what the benefit it is to the Chiefs for saying for claiming he's injured when he's not. There's no benefit there to them. So I don't know the reason they would do that if if that were true. So it's just kind of a weird deal, and, and I don't know if the bur- bridge has been completely burned down yet. Looks like he's going to be in practice with the Chiefs later this week, but um, it's it certainly the fire is is, is nearby. And um, um, you know, I, I personally I wouldn't play or even bring him back to practice this week if I were Andy Reid, without him looking me in the eye and apologizing for what he said and for pledging to work his butt off in practice. Now, if he, he can't do either of those things, then uh, I wouldn't personally have him back. But Andy Reid is a more forgiving guy than I am sometimes, and maybe he will. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to, have to see how this ha- unfolds. Yeah, got a, a little less than two weeks still for that one to play out. Of course, the Super Bowl coming up, Chiefs-Niners in Las Vegas. Whether it's one coach on one side versus another, or a position group on one side or another, or even just a couple of players here and there, Adam, what's the one matchup that you're most excited about as we sit here now, less than two weeks out from the Super Bowl? Yeah, um, there's a lot of them, but just the one that stands out to me is Christian McCaffrey and how the Chiefs defend him, and you know the, the one sort of thing they haven't been very consistent at this year is stopping the run. They they believe in eliminating big plays and, and uh, uh, playing the pass first. So they, they've given up some yards running the ball. And Okay, how do they handle this? How do they handle the 49ers? And you know, the Chiefs are beat up on the defensive line. They've got two starters who aren't going to be able to play because of injuries. They do have some depth, but it's going to get tested uh, in a big way against the 49ers. So how, how do they handle Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers? running game uh, and, and will the 49ers be able to keep the ball for, for most of the game kind of like Buffalo did a couple weeks ago and make things difficult for the Chiefs on offense so you know that, that's kind of my big thing going into this one. If, any, if anybody can figure it out when they have the time to do so certainly point towards this Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff. Adam thanks so much for making the time for us. Hey anytime Sam. He's ESPN Kansas City Chiefs reporter Adam Teicher. Still much more to come here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.